0: Hello and welcome to the Hope and Anchor Community Church Podcast. Each week we'll bring you the latest preaching from our Sunday services. We hope that as you listen, you encounter God and you're encouraged to go deeper in your relationship with Him. Enjoy the message. This week we have seen God doing amazing things around about London, around around our hearts, our feelings and our emotions in lives of people that we know and lives of people that we don't know. But the most important thing is that we don't take what he has done as the set standard. That's only a starting point. Is that okay? Yeah. So we're going to come into this today through that lens. Is that okay? Yeah. We're going to go to Mark, really quick, Mark 16. We're going go to go from verses 4 to 7 for the ADD. And um, we're going to leave it there for a minute. Is that okay? Yeah. We might quote other things. It depends how much you pull it out of me. Mark 16, verse 4 says... But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. I'm so tempted to stay there, but I'm going to continue. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in white robes, sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You're looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, who was crucified. He has risen, exclamation point. He's not here, period. See the place where they laid him, period. But go, coma. <laughs> Tell his disciples and Peter, he's not escaping from my grace. He's going, he's going ahead of you into Galilee. Sir, like underline that one in, the, in your mind. And with this we close. There you will see him just as he told you. Lord, bring it out and kill everything that is hunting us down. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated and we're going to have a good one. I might think about this one as an OO Sunday. Because I've been in bed most week. Too much prayer. Sometimes I was praying about, what did I do? to be in bed. And then God, with His grace, cleans it out and tells me, no, I just want you to concentrate. Context, the resurrection. Today, we celebrate the resurrection of Christ, and we could keep that as, as a calendary adjective. You know, we can say Resurrection Sunday. That could be an adjective. That could be a description of something that we put in the calendar, something that we have done really great things during the week that would describe that we believe and what we believe and what religion is for us. But we could take it further. Resurrection is not an adjective. It's a person. Jesus said, I am the resurrection. So today we're not celebrating the fact of someone that stopped breathing, came back to life and walked among us, that actually defies several of the laws of nature afterwards. We're celebrating that a man, that promised came through. Some of us, maybe all of us, have promised at some point in our lives something that we didn't come through with. From young to old we promised we didn't come through and everyone said. But Jesus is not like us. He's steadfast, unmovable, always abounding like He has called us to be. He has called us to be just like He is. He has called us, He inspired us to be unmovable and sometimes we want to be unmovable through our own strength and our own knowledge and our own standing, our own pedigree. well, we could handle, our own strength. But God, in His grace, called us to Him. He called all things to Him. So we can move in that matter. We're called to move and be unmovable. I love when the Bible, in another part, this is not part of the preaching, so just so stay with me. The Bible calls that everything that should be shaken, should be shaken. That can be shaken, should be shaken. Well, how many things in your life are shaking now? That tells you how near you are to a next thing. God bless you. Don't worry. You can say amen. That's for free. The resurrection of the Lord. And, we, and that's not context today as, as we are prophesying this. But if we can add three more parts to that is how do we understand the resurrection? How do we stand under? Let me just translate the word understanding. How do we stand under the resurrection? Is the resurrection our top? Is it, is it like what defines us? Because our generation and the world now doesn't want to be defined by anything. But the Lord gave us a ceiling that protects us, that protects us from the heat in the day and the cool in the evening. If you want to look at that possibility, our ceiling is the resurrection and from there we inhabit with God we don't have to look anything further we just have to look inside of the resurrection what is our role and what does it mean we have taken the resurrection so lightly so mystical so ephemerous. it's just like a dust and then all of a sudden We are left with nothing out of understanding the resurrection. Yeah, he resurrected and we just close the book. Amen, hallelujah. And we walk on almost all the time as empty as we walked in and through that because we don't internalize what does that mean? The third thing is that we're gonna talk and maybe this is the context of today. What does it mean resurrection? Does it mean only salvation? Why? Why are we saved? Why he promised that he would redeem us through his death and resurrection? Why? Does it feel good? Of course it does. But maybe we have to stress on the why. And the for and from and the from. And I will add one more. If you have space to write. He is going ahead. The Bible says that he's going ahead. Do not be alarmed. Do not be alarmed. He's risen. He's not here. He's going ahead of you. Today we celebrate all these beautiful things, and they feel very fluffy. And if you're very religious, you'll feel all classy by coming today to church. But if you are really in a relationship, today you're wanting to lean in to understand a little bit more what the resurrection means now, now in your feelings, in your debts, in your relationships, in the way that you blink, in the way that you breathe, your anxiety levels, you want to know, like you really want to know because resurrection didn't stop there. He is the resurrection. So it didn't stop with an action, a situation. It is not 2000 and some years ago. It is today. Resurrection is moving today. So resurrection, as resurrection is in the move, and we're able to stand underneath that revelation, we get new life, we get strength, wisdom, we get nearer. And not only that, he didn't only come to just come out of a tomb, he came to overcome. Today we celebrate that as well. He overcame, but what did he overcame? We can summarize in several things, death, huh? But what is death? Because most of us in this room will have a question mark on that. Some of us have been dead and somehow brought to life through a miracle, through medical assistance. Some of us, it's it's in this room right now. That's a reality. And sometimes we sit in a room and we take these words so lightly, That we don't understand we also think about it as he overcame pain because in our generation we have been preached that that he came for our pain but we don't see that he pursued pain for the grace of us being free if your kid is one day you have a kid if your kid is gonna be in danger and they're about to hurt themselves, it is a natural instinct to put your hand onto it. You don't think about it. Any p- parents in the room that can say yes, amen, can leave me alone on this one. It's an instinct because love does that. So he didn't overcome only death and pain and the sorrow that should be ours of the distance. He came to understand that our hearts because of our sin, we're distant and in debt emotionally, physically and spiritually. He came to overcome all of that. So all your emotional distance, your spiritual distance and your physical distance from God and from what is from him, he came to die for that. That's good news right there. So if you're struggling like we were seeing with depression, that is not, that is not your lot. If you're struggling with anything physical, that is not what you're supposed to go home with, and although it might go home with you, that doesn't define you and your relationship with God. How many times do we have to be reminded that His love overcomes all things? He came to give us a gift, to give us the gift of salvation. He resurrected for what? Just to walk out and say, ha, I told you. No, he's not showing off. Resurrection means we have eternal life. Resurrection means he paid the pain. He paid the pain that we caused into God's heart. Sometimes we don't see that what our transgressions, our sins, create in the heart of God is is pain. Sometimes we come because it is the right thing to do. And we say, Lord, I didn't do the right thing. But we forget, by not doing the right thing, we produce pain. This is the light part of the sermon. Don't worry about it. I'm going to encourage you in a minute. So today, resurrection means that you're not guilty. But are you going to keep it there? Are you really going to go home saying, I'm not guilty. Resurrection, booyah. I win, he wins, and you're going to brag about it, you're going to tag about it, you're going to just Instagram something about it? Or are you going to say, hey, why have I been redeemed? Why did he resurrect it? Why did he sacrifice his life? Why do you have breath in my lungs? Why still wake up and have a conscience? Why cannot stand injustice and this and that and the other? Why do I have that inside of me? Why am I being saved? why because salvation is a treasure it's not only that fulfilling the law it's not him he just didn't die just to fulfill what needed to happen although it's part of it it's not only him giving his own own life like he he didn't do what you did or what i did thank god literally thank him He rose again, He is risen, and in that we stand. But for what? See, the gospel cannot be kept out of what is real. People walk around thinking that their thoughts, it's righteousness. When God says that, our best day is like, like rags of injustice. In days like today that they found in the tomb the rags laying around full of blood and our brokenness and our defeat, Jesus stood tall and left ahead. And he's gonna teach us why. We find Jesus moving ahead because Jesus doesn't stay surprised of the things that we have lived. He's not surprised. So yesterday you had like a selfish a selfish thought. I had one. Who who had a selfish thought yes yesterday? Let's pray for the ones that didn't put their hands, they're lying. <coughs> Amen. We bless you. Don't worry about it. We cover you. Don't worry about it. Lord, fire. No joke. <laughs> no <I'm> joke. <joking. coughs> just to wake you up. Oh, fire. What? The Lord wants us to find him on the road. Jesus is the ultimate map. Salvation is is what triggers us to be able to relate to God from now. We don't experience salvation when the rapture happens and we go to heaven. We have not been called to that distance. We have been called to experience salvation from now. Salvation means I belong to. So with Jesus stepping in and atoning us, He says, I value the law. That's the first thing. How do we find Jesus? Because he's ahead. He's ahead of all of us. Sometimes we think we get Jesus. Sometimes things, like I think, I don't know if it happens to you, I think like, I know God. God, I know you. And I'm like, very, very soon reminded that God is infinite, mate. So I I don't know you. I'm sorry. That was a bit stupid for me. Can we just rewind that one? And start again. I want to know you, Lord. The Bible in Revelation says that to know God is for us eternity. So we will need eternity to get to know Him. So that's that's a different perspective. So I come to this wanting to understand where is He going? When He says really clear, he says, like, but go and tell His disciples and Peter that He is going ahead. Of you into Galilee and he wants us to see him there there you will see him just as he told you it makes me wonder so if Jesus came to fulfill the law for you and me to be free and I know that in our generation right now this should be like bulls on fire there the smell of Burn meat should be filling this place. If we're gonna go back into the old days, yeah, are we gonna we're gonna do that? We're gonna to go too weird. Yeah, is that okay? Imagine, imagine you had tents, you had rooms. Some people were dropping dead because they were lying and they were pulled out. They were pulled out because they were lying. No, they were coming into church and playing cool, but they were lying with their lives. That's cool. We're in the context of having, having been deceived, betrayed, the feelings in the air are are very strong, are very strong. I want us to sit down for a minute and say, maybe resurrection was not as easy as I think. Maybe you don't know who to trust maybe do you know you don't know what to think maybe you are doubting of your own strength or maybe your own feelings maybe God is asking us to take it back all the way in and say what does it mean for you what I have done show me what it means and I'll show you what it produces. If it meant a lot, you will make a lot with it. If it settled you, you will be of settlement for others. If he gave you peace, you will be an agent of peace for others. If he helped you to lose what was dead ends in your life, you will be that person that will be able to trigger them and say, this extra, let's lose it that way are you with me so when we see this God wants us to understand that the resurrection is us standing underneath the law but Jesus sufficed it first second we have been given purpose third means that it not only gives us purpose, it explains that we have sinned and fallen but with that we brought or we have to be judged and because of that Jesus stepped in. That's ridiculous. See, Jesus came and stood in the middle and said, okay, I fulfill it. I'll cover your need and your failure and with that I'll make sure that death And the judgment of God stays away from your house. If God wants blood, I'll give mine. And God was that same blood. For God so loved the world that he gave his son as an atonement for you and me. So he went through all these things, all the rejection that you and me have gone through. He experienced it and he can help us. All the healing, all the needs that we have. He has been there. And he can provide it. All the needs that others have through you, he's there through you and he can provide them. So understanding and standing under the law means that we're not only given a purpose, we're not only brought to life through this judgment that God has seen suffice through Jesus, is actually saying that love has connected us, it has corrected us, it has encouraged us, and it has realigned us. So with that, we have to say, Lord, what is it that you demand? To make it simpler and to round it up. Jesus took the punishment so we can follow him on this road. And he goes ahead. You know that friend that does that good to you? You know that they help you on something and they remind you for 15 years what they did for you? Like, remember when I bought you a Snickers? You know, remember... When I helped you to move houses, remember, remember, remember. See, Jesus is not like that. God is not like that. He doesn't remind you what he has done for you. He goes ahead, opening a way. He's not only the way. He goes ahead on the way and say, follow up. He's not underestimating us like religion does. He's saying you can follow up because I have walked with you. I have invested in you. My spirit is among you. I can do this. You can do this. I will reign over all things. And because of that, you can follow me. Let me clear the way. Let me make you understand that I have given you a heart made out of flesh and great in wisdom and in gifts that I want to display around the world, and I want this to display now. Follow me. He's going ahead. Go and tell everyone, eh? It's very clear. He says, you know what, but go. It's like, don't stay afraid. He says that being afraid is a possibility. Being in, in, in fear is a possibility of life. And if true be told, all of us have experienced that. But the reality of it is that that doesn't have to stop the wisdom of God, the gift of God, the resurrection of God in us. So we have been giving life so us as a team, as a group, as a people, as a church, as a congregation, as as a nation can walk forward in humility but in resurrection. We might have fallen and fallen short in every way. There's not one of us that doesn't need grace. But he goes ahead. Are you with me? So he says, you know, I go ahead. I take the punishment. And I move on. So he teaches us with that. But he's trying trying to underline something a bit more deep. That I never saw. And I saw this time. Jesus. He was going ahead. So we will see him. But he was going to. We want to catch up with him somewhere. He said, he's going ahead of you into Galilee. We learned a couple of weeks ago, or we were reminded maybe, that Galilee is like the entrance to the church. And if, I, if you allow me to play a little bit with that, the entrance to a church, what is a church? Is it the building or is it the people? Go ahead, you will see him in the entrance to the people. Wow. The way you walk into the life of someone is only through Jesus. He said, Go, and you will see him there just as he told you. Today, we don't only celebrate victory, we don't only celebrate redemption. That's for us, that's easy. Today we celebrate that we will see Jesus in the entrance to every heart, to every situation that surrounds us, to every community that is listening to this around the world or in this country. Wherever you are, you're in a prison cell or you're in the living room, that doesn't matter. Jesus is saying, my resurrection covers you and goes with you. I give you entrance to that piece of property, to that piece of heart. I give you entrance, I am the key he is the key he's the key to the treasure the treasure of salvation mark 16 would say that the kingdom of god is, is like a treasure that was found on the land and the owner sold everything he had he gave his own life to be able to grab it the kingdom of god we have a treasure resurrection has delivered unto us The treasure of salvation for us to share it for us to be able to redeem not only the time lost but the people that are not known by God we want people to be known by God not only know about God when we go into the door of a heart we don't want them to know information we want them to know that God knows them we want to talk with authority through the love that we have received through the wisdom that we have received, through the healing that we have received. Use all things that you have received to describe at the door. He says, I knock. And if you open, I walk through. Resurrection means I'm knocking. I'm with you. God is knocking. It doesn't matter how many years we have been walking with God. Resurrection still Is still incomplete in our hearts. You have not seen the outmost of that resurrection in your life. This is not a concept. This is a transition from darkness to life. This is a relationship. This is from glory to glory. Today, this is not only the World Cup of Christianity. This is not our biggest celebration. This is not when everyone is looking in This is not only the the moment in in the year that most people actually profess Christ for the first time or come back to Christ. Maybe that's uh, that's the story for many of you. This is what happens, yes. But that's not it. There's more to it. And God today, through this revelation, through this resurrection that we celebrate, He's trying to say, hey, I want to bring you to the Galilee. I want to bring you to Galilee, and with this, we close. Galilee is the place where he multiplied the fish and the bread. This is the place that he said, come to me. Come to me, all those of you that are tired and worried. But it's also the place of the storms. It's also the place of the storms that took the faith away from the disciples that were walking with Jesus. It is the place where the storms also provoked Peter to believe harder and say call me so he's wanna he's wanting to reach us in this resurrection day in this day that we say hey you are risen in this day that we're celebrating all that he wants us to complete a little bit more the panorama he wants us to understand that he's calling us to Galilee he's calling us not to only be celebrating that he just stood out of the tomb and just went through He's wanting us to follow him through the multiplication and the storms, through the need and through the abundance. He's wanting us to develop that skin as Christians, as believers, as disciples of Christ, that not only profess a calendar date, but profess the power that lives in us because he died and he rose again. So today we don't come with fancy words. We come... On the way to Galilee we come in that way of saying hey if storms come I will follow I have to get to you I will see you he says there you will see him just as he told you I will see him in power he is sufficient in my need he is that healing that I'm craving he is that provision that I've been longing from for a long time. He's that and so much more. I will see him as he told me I will. But I have to go to Galilee. Resurrection without Galilee didn't exist. There's a reason. He didn't want flimsy calendar Christians to be filling the earth. He wanted the Christians that could go through a good storm, walk on water, almost dip it out, and then come back up and preach to 3,000 in power. He wanted Christians that could say, "Hey, you know what, even although I don't have proofs, I will follow." The testimony of you all the way to the place, I almost drowned. That could have been Peter, because he mentioned Peter. Remember that. Tell the disciples and Peter. To go back to a well where he almost drowned. And maybe that's you. Maybe that's you in your faith. I just don't want to stretch it that much. But maybe you feel like you're drowning. And God has you. But he has to take you through Galilee again. Your resurrection smells to Galilee. Your miracle smells to Galilee. Some of us have gone through difficult storms but hey, every resurrection needs a Galilee as we close it I believe the Lord has spoken all of us have a different Galilee all of us have to say, God I remember, don't take me through that again, I don't know if you're in prayer life, you have said Lord, thank you for bringing me through that don't put me through that again I don't know if you've been tempted once to pray like that. I've been, and I actually prayed it. He ignored it. He gave me another Galilee. But the important thing is that he's the same today, yesterday, and tomorrow. He's the man of Galilee. He's the one that walks upon the waters. He's the one that came out of that tomb. He's the one that went ahead. He's the one that provides he's the Prince of Peace he's the one that can can forgive he's the one that will challenge the ones that accuse you and say what is easier to forgive a sin or to heal he's the man of Galilee on Resurrection Sunday let us not lift our heads to what the calendar says or what would be normal let's take this opportunity today to ump- to open the tomb of our hearts to see what God wants to bring out of that tomb resurrection today has the same power over your life that it had then so maybe there are things that God wants to bring out of that tomb and he might take them through a Galilee moment. But to go to Galilee, you got to come out of the tomb. you got to go. But go. But go. you got to put this redemption to the test. With simplicity of heart, these women were so afraid. But they said, we will follow. We will obey. The law... the disobedience will not tackle down the experience the hope the faith today God is asking us to experience redemption and resurrection on the way to a storm and multiplication He's wanting us to walk tall and trust in Him has mercy on us. If today God has spoken to you, I want to ask you to join me in your feet if that's possible. If not, stay seated. (laughs) It's better. If anyone in this place wants prayer, we're going to have several people on both corners on the sides at the other side of the columns that can pray for you and with you. We're here for that. But as we, as we go back to worship, let us understand that what God is doing today, it is not giving us an excuse to continue living or to do whatever we want. He's saying, I've paid for you have the strength and the word withal, to walk in a new way again he's saying in the beginning i created you with purpose and maybe you have fallen under the law because you have sinned but he's saying even though you have fallen i paid for your fall so you can go back to the original so father in the name of jesus lord father i pray for for each one of us lord in this room that are walking through resurrection moments, Lord, but on our way to Galilee. Father, we are walking in this place, Lord, with victories in our hands, Lord, but maybe we have kept some of the failures, the disappointments in our pockets, Lord. Maybe we still have a little bit of that tomb in us, Lord, and today, Lord, we are reminded that you came to empower, Father, your purpose in our life. It was not for us to be free and free indeed for the sake of us. But it was because you needed us to grow free. So many will know. You're calling us to go and to go through storms and multiplication. Father, you have call called us to actually exceed and experience your beauty. Father, and your provision. Father, you have called us. And sometimes, Lord, we are so limited. Father, sometimes we have not been taught how to or we have not been modeled how to believe and believe again. We know how is to give up. We know what is to give in. But Father, today, your resurrection reminds us that you paid the price for us to be free and free indeed. That you have called us to meet you on the way. That we will see you how you explain to us you are. You are great and gracious beyond understanding. But Father, in your redemption and in your correction, Father, we will walk to our Galilee's, Lord. Father, we won't expect and we won't only move in the pleasure and in the multiplication. Father, we will not be satisfied by those. But like Paul, we want to just share with you those pains of being crucified in you. Crucified in the truth that we don't live Behind our longings but we are walking towards our Galilee we're not gonna forget the places that we almost drowned but we're gonna use the knowledge of who took us by the hand exactly when we needed it and father we'll take it back to Galilee let every storm know that there's a disciple coming there's a lover of this Christ this Christ this redeemed this anointed one this Messiah there's one coming and Father I believe in this place there's several several of us going back to Galilee Father it's our prayer Father that you see us as a disciple and not only as a believer Father we want to walk We want to talk we want to go and see you in the midst of it all exactly how you said we would if there's anyone in this place that today needs to reconcile with god walk back to god if there's anyone in this room that today you might be wanting to make a decision for that jesus That walks with you. That walked ahead of you. That didn't only pay a price for you to be alive. That didn't make this a religious date. But he dated you for eternity through his blood. He said, I am for you and I am with you. And I go ahead. If there's anyone in this room, please don't go from this place without talking with one of us. In the back or in the sides, we're going to be praying for you. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. If you have any questions or would like to share how God is speaking to you through this message, let us know on any of our social media platforms. Make sure to visit our website, hopeandanchor.org, for more information on who we are as a church and to find out how you can be part of the Hope and Anchor family. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.